Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is happening, Blenders? We have another fantastical episode in store. This was not originally the plan, but because the previous episode, How to Handle Being Disliked, because that was such a hit, because apparently (laughs) there is a lot of us that don't necessarily have a bunch of fans. There are people that aren't entirely in our corner. So that episode was a bit of a hit. I thought I would follow that up with something that is kind of in the same vein. And it's the death trap of being a people pleaser. And the reason I found it necessary to address this topic is because it's one thing to be disliked by others. And it's a totally different thing to be disliked as a people pleaser. This scenario truly does become a death trap for those of us that fit the bill. So we are going to touch on that subject today. And honestly, I feel it in my bones. I feel as if there are some people that will receive this revelation in full and people will be set free, free from thinking you have to do things a certain way in order to be approved, free from the stress and strain that you literally feel in your body. I believe there are a ton of people within the blended family dynamic and just in general that have a a level of stress in their physical body as a result of this very thing being disliked and kind of navigating that and working toward gaining the approval of others while being a people pleaser. It is just, it is a tandem that is absolutely destructive. But before I get into it, if you guys can take a second to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And then specifically for those of you listening on Spotify, if you can give me five stars, if there is a six to seven, you know, seven through 10 star option, go for that. I think it goes only up to five, though. So if you can do that and get this in the ears of more people that need it, then that would be a blessing, not just to me, but to the blended community. We're in it together, people. All right. So right off the bat, I want to make it clear that the in its purest form, our hope and our intention, our desire to please other people in and of itself is not a bad thing. And in fact, I consider it a gift for a person to have any degree of desire to bring fulfillment to another individual. And this gift shows up in a few different ways. I believe empathy is one of them, and that is the ability to sense what others may be thinking or feeling and then come into agreement with them emotionally. When someone is experiencing something devastating, challenging, you even think of our kids and how we tend to them when they are on an emotional high or low, it is best for us to serve them in getting on their level emotionally, putting ourselves in their shoes, and therefore we are able to come alongside them. They have support all of a sudden, and they're not alone in whatever it is that they're going through. Empathy is absolutely a gift, and there's also compassion 
and that's concern for the sufferings and misfortune of other people. Those that can label themselves as people pleasers, you might not want to after this episode, but those of us that just have a heart to please others and provide fulfillment are grieved by the grievances of other people. Our hearts break when we witness somebody else experiencing heartbreak. And that is a gift. That's not just good for the person that we are extending compassion to. It's also good for ourselves to have compassion, to exercise a level of vulnerability that strengthens connection and allows for us to support other people that are going through dire circumstances. This gift also shows up in our willingness to be an answer for other people. We all have the friends that provide the advice that we can go to and they have some form of direction or instruction on hand pretty much at any given time. Honestly, I'm kind of that guy. <laughs> I've actually had to learn to to shut up and to not always be ready to give an answer for something because not everybody is ready to receive it, even if they ask for it. It's a it's like a really tricky math equation. But that is something that I love to do. I love to support others. I love to provide some insight if I have it available. And it's both generous as well as selfish, to be honest, because I love bringing that satisfaction. I love seeing when somebody's eyes light up because now they have a solution to whatever their problem is. And then I am also pleased by the fact that I could provide somebody something of value. And another gift is our desire for intimate relationship. We are literally designed for it. It says in Genesis, God said that it is not good that man should be alone. And this is from the very beginning of time. This is from the point of creation. It's not good for us to be apart from others. So intimate relationships, con strong connections, those are things that we desire. And it's a gift and people pleasers tend to have this burning desire to have strong connection with others. And maybe you lean a bit more heavily on one of those gifts compared to others. Nonetheless, all of those things should be in operation in the lives of all people. This goes for the bona fide, unquestionable people pleaser, as well as the person that comes off a bit cold hearted. That person also is designed to function within these gifts in some capacity. However, as each of us knows all too well, life has happened. We have been risen in certain environments. We have been exposed to certain situations. We've exposed ourselves to a ton of things. So this gifting of being a people pleaser, the desire to do so has been corrupted. Therefore, the reasons that inspire people pleasing, as well as the way in which we walk it out are wrong and oftentimes cause us harm as well as those that we are trying to serve and connect with. And I want to take a moment to go over what it looks like when those very gifts have become corrupted. And we can start with the one that's pretty much universal for people pleasers, but there is a dependence on the affirmation or validation of other people. 
And that there's not just a desire for it, because, again, this is something that's natural for us to desire some form of compliments when we can receive a well done by somebody. That's not a bad thing. But when we are dependent on the affirmation of other people, that's when we've entered the stage whereby this this gift, this natural thing, this good thing is all of a sudden corrupt. And there's a portion of people pleasers that become affirmation junkies. They are just absolutely strung out on the validation of other people and they will chase it. They will go down that rabbit trail as far as it takes them, as long as they are getting the approval, the acceptance of other people. But usually it's important to note that their desire is to receive it from a specific either person or genre of people. And it's likely that those individuals do not have their best interest in mind. They're stringing this person along, whether intentionally or subconsciously, but they're also getting something out of it. And they're not necessarily concerned with the well-being of the individual that is trying to please them. And the dependence on the affirmation of others kind of flows into the next one, but it's connection on their terms. So we only have a relationship if we're doing what they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it, and for the reasons that they want to do it. This is not a mutual relationship. It's not a mutual connection. One person is clearly the opinion, the voice, the priority, and the people pleaser is simply following suit. And this dynamic can cause some internal frustration and the people pleaser might even express some of that frustration. But this person, I mean, they're getting what they want. They may not. They just may not have so much stake in the experience of that individual. And therefore, they just kind of ignore. They might acknowledge for a second or pretend to and then proceed with the dynamic of the relationship. And another way in which those gifts of pleasing others can become corrupted is when our value is solidified based on how satisfied that other person is with you. So when this person or these individuals are dissatisfied, when they uh, extend in your direction disapproval, then you feel as if you personally don't have value. Your value only exists for the satisfaction of others. And it may not be that extreme. There are many that are able to retain some of their value. It's not entirely dependent on the satisfaction of other people, but there are some that put a, a great weight on how satisfied, how much they like you. And that's often dependent on what you're doing for them. So how does the people pleaser respond to that? Do more. If you can get satisfaction, if you can get their approval by doing, then guess what? We just we just do more because you are bound to receive that satisfaction from them. And then lastly, We know that our gift to be empathetic, compassionate, to provide an answer or desire connection with other people, it's been corrupted when the thoughts, the opinions or the feelings of other people are provided a greater weight than your integrity. And integrity, by definition, is the quality of being honest and having strong moral 
principles, your moral uprightness and your ability to follow through with whatever your moral compass suggests is the makeup of your integrity. Essentially, to have integrity means to be undivided. So when a people pleaser is corrupted, what does that result in? It results in an internal conflict when you say one thing and you do another or you believe one thing and you behave in a totally different way. And this is even in the small things. We should have consistency in what we do and say. If this is something that we believe, when we have a moment where we do something in opposition to our beliefs, it's important for us to take note and to find out where that came from. Why did that happen? Why did I do something that I actually don't believe in, that I don't agree with? And from that point, we can make right adjustments so that thing doesn't happen again. But again, people pleasers that have been corrupted when these gifts have been maligned for whatever reason, there is a tendency to throw away our integrity so that the thoughts, feelings, the opinions of other people are validated. So I think this is a great moment to ask yourself, can you relate to any of that? Has your gift of care for other people been corrupted? And all of a sudden you find yourself dependent on the approval of other people. And while later in this episode toward the latter portion, I will get into or rather touch on why this may be the case, why you may have experienced some corruption in your intention to bring satisfaction and fulfillment to other people. But I do want you to know that this evolves around the fear of man. And that may not connect for some of you because you're not like scared of anybody. You're not fearful for your life or your well-being. But nonetheless, your desire to please others and the way that you do it is often inspired by a fear that has been misplaced. And I say misplaced because we are actually called to fear the Lord. And by fear, I don't mean have great intimidation for and to be super scared of, although it is important for us to be aware of the fact that God is, in fact, all powerful. He's capable of all things and his justice, his judgment is perfect whenever it arises. It's a lot like our kids. I want my kids to, to love me, to appreciate me, to have respect for me, but they also need to know that things can get bad if they are absolutely disrespectful to myself and especially my wife. There is a healthy fear that my children should have toward me. But again, it's rooted in a form of reverence and respect and honor. And we are to extend reverence, respect and honor to God, our father, primarily because he is a good father. But unfortunately, for many people that find themselves functioning as people pleasers, we misplace this fear and we've found ourselves giving respect, honor and all of those things meant for God. We've given them to man. And I believe the fear of man is finding security within their approval and feeling threatened by their disapproval in the simplest form. I believe that's the definition of what it means to fear man. For even just a split moment, our insecurity vanishes or it is fulfilled as a result of the security, the approval, the praise, the affirmation provided by man. But at the same time, 
when we don't feel that support, when we don't know that we are approved or whatever the case, we feel threatened for some reason. For some reason, we feel as if we've been robbed of something. Something is taken from us. We are more empty or less valuable as a result of being on the receiving end of their disapproval. And I will tell you to this day, I still wrestle with this to some degree. I used to be a people pleaser straight up. The label was not just on the left side of the chest. It it was on the forehead. (laughs) I was a people pleaser, but I recognized the detriment to myself, to even the people that I was attempting to please. It's a major issue, major conflict that I had to be set free from. And I want to touch on a couple of scriptures. There's one in Galatians 1.10. At this point in scripture, Paul is talking to a church in Galatia, and all of a sudden, because of their fear of men, they're entertaining these other messages that are being presented as truth or an extension of the truth that they already know. And they're being corrected by Paul as he recognizes that the fear of man has caused them to transition from holding fast to the truth that they have been provided, and now they are entertaining other messages. And it says in Galatians 1.10, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. He's recognizing the great danger of trying to please man. He's saying that there is no way to be a servant of Christ and be a man pleaser simultaneously. It just doesn't work. And there's another piece of scripture I wanted to bring up. It's in first Samuel chapter 15, verse 24. This is Saul. This is the first king over the people of Israel. And God called Saul to destroy the Amalekites. They were this debaucherous and evil people. And God was like, hey, destroy all of it. All right. I don't want any remnant of these people, including their possessions. But instead of listening, what Saul did is he went into their land and he destroyed the things that were less valuable and he held on to or took possession of the things that they considered valuable. He didn't do what he was told. And eventually the prophet Samuel will come up to confront Saul. And it says in the verse, Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. And this is the king of the people. He was provided authority by God to lead them. And his job was to listen to his voice and respond accordingly. However, he finds himself fearing the people, the many voices trying to please man. And then he compromises the mission. He throws away his authority for the sake of the voices that he should not be listening to. He should not be led by. And if you're listening to me right now, I want you to know that this is relevant. This is These are not just isolated experiences within the word of God. This is applicable to your very situation. We have lives that we are called to lead. We have families that we are contending for. There are unique life changing roles that we are called to fulfill. And we will throw all of that away If we are either distracted or consumed by pleasing man and, you know, when you are starting to please man, 
It's when it is inconsistent with what the word says, what the Bible says, and how God has called you to live. When you are compromising, when you're throwing away your integrity, the moral compass that you've been provided based on the truth of the word and how you know to live, that is evidence that you have a fear of man as pleasing others has become a higher priority. And that is not a comfortable admission. My process of realizing and exercising this desire to please others, to honor the opinion of other people more than I do God, has been ugly. I have oftentimes been disappointed with myself because I even have the desire to do so. Like, why do I even want to bring satisfaction to these other people? But again, this is a gift. These are gifts that were corrupted. And I've just had to undergo this slow and tedious process of recognizing where the corruption lies so that I can exercise these gifts in the right way. But before this episode comes to an end, I want you to know that the people pleasing is a symptom. There is a root cause and there may be many, many of seeds that have taken root in the soil of your heart. And all of a sudden you find yourself functioning as a people pleaser, somebody that has gifts, good gifts that have been corrupted for a number of reasons. And I want to go through what some of those reasons may consist of. And what I want to do as we finish is to pray for you. I want to pray that those very things would be uprooted by God so that you can be free from this death trap of pleasing others and placing their opinions, their thoughts, their validation over the source of validation, the source of truth and what you should be receiving from God. And the first root that I'll go over is a familiar one. It is the root of rejection. Have you experienced rejection and now you find yourself pursuing affirmation, the very opposite of rejection, the validation that you lacked. And was this rejection a momentary thing by a specific individual or, or is this something that you became familiar with? You became accustomed to rejection and the way in which you're compensating is the pursuit of the affirmation on other people and you find yourself dependent. The second thing is previous failure and therefore you don't trust yourself any longer. And the way that this shows up is if you are an indecisive person, if you find yourself struggling with decision making, moving forward, taking steps, then this might be you. It's possible that you have dreamed things, you aspire towards certain things, and as you've taken steps in those direction, it's hard to find anything that has really come to fruition. And therefore, you just no longer trust yourself. So you're dependent on man to recognize what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And the third route potentially may be self-hatred. And what comes along with this one is an unforgiveness toward yourself. And while the original cause could be some form of rejection or abuse or whatever the case, ultimately, self-hatred is something that we take on, we adopt, and we can maintain this train of thought or feelings toward ourself as a result of the positions that we've put ourselves in regret about decisions that we've made or what we have allowed others to subject us to. There are a bunch of reasons why we adopt 
self-hatred, but that could be an issue that causes the people pleasing. And lastly, there is the parental neglect. It makes sense that if we don't get what we need from our parents, we will seek it out elsewhere. For those that got the bedtime stories, the hugs, they got the attention, the support, the affirmation, not dependent on our production, not because we did something well, but if for those that just got it just to get it, the likelihood of those individuals becoming people pleasers significantly decreases. But for those of you that have made it this far, I know this is not the easiest conversation, but it is an important one. I want you to think what which of those have caused the people pleasing. Are you living with rejection? Are you still struggling with your previous failures? Is there some self-hatred, to be honest? Or can you recall parental neglect in some capacity? And therefore, those seeds have been sown and they've likely taken taken root over years as they've been watered by experiences that resemble the source of the issue. If we want breakthrough and we want to be freed from this death trap, then we have to acknowledge things for what they are and begin the process. But like I said, I want to pray for you guys. Um, I do believe that somebody is going to be set free. Somebody's eyes will be open and therefore change is, is right now, if not just ahead for some of you that are listening. But let me go ahead and pray. And I want you to do the homework yourself. Let's get free of this death trap, people. All right, Lord, we uh, thank you that you've provided us with gifts of care, compassion, the desire for connection, Lord, the fact that you have built some of us up in such a way that we have answers. We have advice to give and those gifts in and of themselves are pure and they're good and they serve us and others. But Lord, many of us have gone through things and the result is a corruption of those very gifts and the result is people pleasing. The result is compromising ourselves and there is a likelihood that we are compromising our relationships and all that they should be. So right now we just pray for healing. Touch those areas of rejection, Lord. Touch those areas of of self-hatred, God, whatever parental neglect exists. And I pray that we can transition from a meditation on our failures and then just set our hearts and our minds on you. You say that you delight in us. And I pray that we can receive that right now and we can transition from this desire or this tendency to please man, to fear man, to to fearing you. And it says in your word, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, God. And I pray that wisdom is felt right now in this moment, the wisdom to know better and therefore do better. We trust you, God. We believe in your power and what you can do in Jesus name. Amen. Blenders, you guys are awesome. I really hope you got something out of it. This is a touchy subject, but the touchy ones must be touched on. If you struggle with the people pleasing, you are not alone, but freedom is available to you. You guys are awesome. I can't wait till the next episode. We'll talk soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less. 
than what's possible. 